Welcome to Scheduled for Two Falls with Kieran and Niall, the wrestling podcast where we break down the industry one topic at a time. Hello, Niall, and welcome back to Scheduled for Two Falls. Two Falls. Season two. We made it. We made it through the mid-season break, the hiatus, when the contract negotiations take place, and everybody doesn't know what's going on, but really we do know what's going on. And yeah, I got a massive bump in pay. It's the only reason I'm back for season two. I got this um, kind of on the same pay, uh, which kind of frustrating to hear but anyway we are where we are and um we have an unbelievable episode today an episode that we funnily didn't cover in season one when it was such an obvious big episode yeah and what what is that now what are we talking about today today we are talking about the explosion of the mega powers, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage. The mega powers explode. Uh, great episode. But before we kick into our um, into our topic for this week, where can people catch us, Niall, on our social media, on our uh, Instagram, Twitter, email? Give us some uh, some so with Instagram, you can catch us at scheduled for two falls. That's the letters two. Um, and then Twitter, Kieran, you can catch us at at schedule for two F one. That's at schedule for two, the number two F one, the number one. And our uh, email address is scheduled for two falls at gmail.com. That's the number two schedule for two falls at gmail.com. If you're listening to us on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get, you get your uh, pod hosts, um, click that like and click that subscribe button so that our podcast will automatically end up in your feed and that makes a big difference to us also if you wouldn't mind give us a little comment on whatever pod host you're uh, listening to if they allow that it will give us a great uh, a great little bump up in the sports and recreation section of the uh, podcasts um, some great comments there actually even just get in and read some of those positive comments great feedback uh, Niall, last time we were here, we spoke to Michael Verney and John Morton. We covered a very special WrestleMania from 1999. Uh, any feedback from that episode? Yeah, a lot of feedback, actually. I had a couple of comments on the Instagram. Um, I think it was kind of like a lot of people related to 
our experience of it being one of the first WrestleManias where I suppose we were old enough that the uh, we were kind of invested in the storylines. But also, I had a couple of comments where it was actually similar to myself, the first one that people watched live, uh, particularly in Ireland on Sky Sports. So that was pretty cool to kind of have that connection there. Yeah, and big shout out to John and Michael for their time. It was great to have them on. Um, but we are back and uh, what an episode. So let's kick straight into the mega powers. Uh, Niall, who are the mega powers? The mega powers are the Hulkster, Hulk Hogan, the Macho Man, Randy Savage, and the First Lady of Wrestling, Elizabeth. Yeah, it's funny. You kind of forget that she's a mega power. You kind of just associate the other two. But watching back, yeah. I, I realize that they've certainly made a, a point about, you know, that it is three mega powers. It's not just the two boys, uh, which is good to see. So uh, this brings us back to October 3rd, 1987. And it's Saturday night main event. Hogan's biggest face in the company. Savage has just gone through a slow face turn due to his popularity under his uh, wonderfully successful Intercontinental title uh, championship reign and a feud he had with the very hated Honky Tonk Man. So it's Savage versus Savage with uh, Miss Elizabeth versus the Honky Tonk with the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Uh, Niall, did you see this match? I did, Kieran. Um, did you see the promo before the match? Savage is on. I, I did, yeah. And there's so many promos now that we watched. That they're all we're talking about. Go on, talk about this one. The Danger Zone, South of Mars and North of Hell. I uh, he called Honky Tonk Man a Dime Store Elvis and doesn't know the difference between a guitar string and a G string. Oh. Um, it was, I know Macho Man is called at this stage of his career the madness, but this was absolute madness. Yeah. Uh, it was me, brilliant. Me Typical and 80s promo. Mean Gene gave him big props. Said, oh, that's a very funny line, Macho Man, when he said the G-string one. Which is, just, yeah, yeah. is ridiculous. Um, so the match itself, uh, Jimmy Hart, classic uh, heel versus face. Jimmy is the manager, so he's cheating the whole way through. And eventually Sag- Savage would knock him out. And the heel Hart Foundation would come down, which is kind of cool. See heel Bret Hart yeah. and Jim Anvil Knight Hart. They're all part of a stable with Jimmy Hart. And uh, they're going to act as enforcers for Honky because they take Jimmy Hart back up the aisle. He's knocked out. So now they're going to come back down and make sure that Honky gets the win here. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting as well because, um, Joe, like a couple of years ago, Vince on like Raw and SmackDown kind of experimented with like restarting matches after ad breaks and Mm. finding reasons to stop the match. Uh, And that was what was done here on Saturday night's main event is they basically didn't give the 10 count for Honky leaving with his manager, I presume under special circumstances to allow them to uh, go to the ad break. Um, and it actually worked very well here, but I suppose Saturday night's main event is something that was happening once every few months. Whereas when they're doing it five or six times on one week on an episode of Raw, it just gets tiresome. But I actually thought it actually added to this match. And it's taped. So it's, it's, it's easier to do that when it's taped as opposed to yeah. what they were trying to do at Raw. Uh, but yeah, decent match. Uh, Honky Tonk, you know, not a bad worker. Uh, well, certainly against Savage, he wasn't a bad worker here. And yeah. Savage is obviously a great worker. But it's mostly Savage with the offense. Uh, Jimmy Hart was interrupting as Savage is about to win. And there's a triple team on Savage. Uh, triple team on Savage when the Hart Foundation come down. And uh, Honky grabs the guitar to smash Savage over the head with it as the Hart Foundation are holding Savage up. But Liz jumps up into the middle. And a great damsel in distress moment, but real brave move by Liz. And the crowd are absolutely eating it up. 
Honky really aggressively throws Liz out of the ring. Yeah. I'd say Savage didn't like that at all. But and it, yeah, he yeah. throws her out. Liz runs up the aisle. Honky uh, teases and teases and teases. And you're thinking he's never going to actually hit him because he's, yeah. teasing he's so swapping much. the guitar from side to yeah. side. And I'm thinking, oh, Hogan's going to come down and make the save before he actually hits them. And then he smashes yeah. him over the head, absolutely belts him. And it was. And that, that guitar is not gimmicked. That's not the Jeff Jarrett guitar we'd see 10 years later. Exactly. There's just a savage head-faced hole in the guitar as opposed to it smashing into the smithereens. Yeah. Uh, Liz runs up the aisle to find someone to help. And who did she come down with but the mega man, the big star of the moment, Hulk Hogan. And Hogan's kind of coming down reluctantly going, you know, what are you bring me down for? And then he sees Savage being decimated yeah. in the ring and he legs it down. Randy Savage with a heart clock. Wait a minute, Elizabeth is back. Elizabeth is coming back. What courage and what brilliance this lady has. My favorite part of this whole thing is she was dragging Hogan out by the arm and he's looking around as if to say, where am I? Where yeah, am yeah, I? yeah. It's like as if he doesn't know there's a wrestling match happening in the ring. And yeah. he's looking around and then he looks at the ring and he's like, oh, big surprise on his face. Like, you were just in the back two minutes ago. This is all over monitors. Like. It's funny. Um, Hogan's biggest OTT acting moments happen here at the beginning and then towards the end as well, which, yeah. which, which we'll get to, but he's so over the top. Um, but anyway, Hogan jumps in and makes the save and they have that classic wrestling uh, where they're clearing away all the heels and then their backs hit off each other and then they turn yeah. around and they're, will they go at it? But instead they don't. I'm not too sure about these two. Look at that. Yes, they've had their differences in the past, but the Macho Man is extending the hand of friendship to the Hulkster. We could be seeing the meeting of the madness and the mania. Yes, there it is. This capacity crowd is electric. They do that iconic handshake where they're both holding each other's hands because this is such a, a nuclear handshake. You know, when they connect, it's going to, the whole universe is going to implode, but it doesn't. They shake hands and uh, looks like we've got a um, match made in heaven here. The madness and the, what's it call it? The madness and... Madness and the mania. And the mania, yeah. The madness yeah. and the mania. <laughs> uh, but it's great. And uh, Vince uh, says it's a meeting of the madness and the mania and our thanks to the lovely and courageous Elizabeth. Vince always putting Elizabeth over throughout this, which I yeah. think is nice. Elizabeth was fantastic in this whole segment. I thought she was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So that brings us forward a couple of months. As you said, Saturday night's main event is recorded. Well, now, Kieran, there's something that happened at the end of this Saturday night's main event show that I don't think we can just gloss over willy-nilly. <laughs> well, before, I actually have a note here. It's hardly the same thing. It's not the slow-mo replay, is it? No, no, no. It comes right at the end of the show. So Hogan and Savage do their promo backstage about the uh, the madness and the mania. And then we are thrown to the world premiere of a new song by Coco Beware. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, yeah, because you put this up in the WhatsApp group during the week, so I forgot that we... Go on. So that's how they finish out the Saturday Night's Men event show. It's uh, a new song called Pile Driver. Um which features in the in the music video a lot of wrestlers. Uh, I think I saw Don Morocco there. I saw Hulk Hogan. 
uh, Vince McMahon was there, all in um, overalls with no shirts underneath, <laughs> uh, working on a building site, while Coco Beware sings the iconic line, um, love sounds like a pile driver. So I was absolutely baffled. But please, please, please go and check this out on um, We'll stick YouTube. that up on yeah. We'll stick it up on the Twitter page as well. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's just the yeah. best. It's the best. So let's fast forward then to the sorry. My what I was going to say was the slow mo replay. They clearly slow mo was just new in at the time, and they've got this uh, huge big technological advance, and they've got slow mo written in the top corner, and then they show like a replay that's kind of slower than the actual action, but it's not really that <laughs> slow at all. I thought that's a really good one. H- Hogan and Savage were kind of so methodical in their selling of the hand check that the slow motion just looked like the actual hand check. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we're moving forward here. March 12th, 1988 episode of Saturday Night's main event and Savage is wrestling the, the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase mm. in a singles match. DiBiase accompanied by Virgil, his uh, manslave and Andre the Giant. And the interviews before end are pretty good. Million Dollar Man is like a bad check and Macho Man is going to bounce him on out of here. I kind of like that line. And then Million Dollar Man said that Million Dollar Man has brought class and fiscal responsibility to the WWE. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably my favorite line of all the research this week. Fiscal responsibility. It's like, how's that going to be Macho Man? But anyway... Uh, and separately in this uh, event we're going to have Hogan versus King Harley Race so they've replayed the last event uh, which was Hogan getting robbed of the world title so Hogan is no longer the world champ here uh, he was robbed at the last uh, house show or whatever it was it was Saturday night's main event as well I think what was it, it? one before um, Andre and it- beat him and then handed the title over to DiBiase exactly a big in, moment it was the double referee two Hebner's uh, yeah. title moment and I, I think it's like the, one of the um, possibly the most watched nationally televised um, wrestling match in North American history uh, something like 30 million viewers or something so wow. um, I, I'm just pulling that off the top of my head but it's something crazy in that in that region uh, but I suppose this is kind of to set the build for WrestleMania 4 and, and what's about to come. Yeah, so because Hogan lost the title via shenanigans and then Andrew and Andre uh, hands over the title to Million Dollar Man, they're going to go down. At, uh, he, he got stripped of the title and they're going to go down a, a, a tournament for the WrestleMania 4. Um, mm. But anyway, we're back to this uh, WrestleMania event and they're just showing replays of that. And uh, it's Hogan versus Harley Race here first. And... Harley Race, we probably won't get a chance to talk about him too much. He looks, like, he looks like a squashed version of Sid. <laughs> he like, actually does, doesn't he? That's the nice thing. He looks like if you would Sid and you're squashing down from 6'7 to 6 foot, I think you'd get Harley Race. Yeah, um, yeah. And he's one of the only tattooed men of the era as well. Like, kind of never. Yeah, really weird. Yeah. Like, he was wrestling probably, he was 30 years in at this stage. Yeah, really um, kind of ugly looking tattoos in his arm. Like they're not, not very attractive, but a very good match because Harley Race is extremely experienced and uh, obviously had his big NWA run. Uh, so, and he's, he's got a great move set as well for the era. Some of his, the moves he's pulling out are, you'd see kind of contemporary uh, moves still used. Uh, mm. But he's very effective heel. He, although he doesn't really look very impressive body-wise, but um, Hogan gets the win. Yeah, um, of course. And then meanwhile, on the following match, we've got Savage versus Ted DiBiase. And this is a 
brilliant match. Just a great technical match. Two very strong workers. Andre is uh, side stage in a suit, mind you. And yeah, look, looking sharp. Yeah, and he inter- he interferes and destroys Savage. Savage is counted out. The fans are booing. And Virgil hops in and holds Savage while Ted DiBiase bears down on him. And who comes down with the save? Hulk Hogan with a chair to protect Savage. And afterwards, he helps Savage back to his feet. Uh, did you see that match? What do you think of Hogan, yeah. Dave? Um, I thought, like, because there was multiple things going on here, setting up a lot of different uh, angles, I suppose, in the future. It sets up WrestleMania 4 with the Savage DiBiase stuff. Um, it kind of sets up the Andre Hogan match that's also going to take place in the tournament at WrestleMania 4. Mm. And then it also kind of advances the uh, storyline of... Uh, the mega powers so I thought like these Saturday night main events were absolutely brilliant for building these angles that would be paid off at um, at bigger pay-per-view events Uh, again I know we've said this we kind of said this a few times last season DiBiase is awesome yeah what a like an unbelievable gimmick but Mm. he's unbelievable in the ring as well and he he just pulls it off so well he's so believable as that character Um, yeah should have should have been a multi world champ. It's such a shame that he wasn't. But I guess in that role, you know, it's one of those classic. It's it's almost above title type roles. You know, it doesn't. Yeah, really, yeah. N- never. And really. I suppose in that era as well, like we go from what we go from like eighty five to ninety one, I think, where the only champions are Savage and Hogan. So it, they they really do keep the world title for. Literally the top guy. Yeah. Um, so the likes of DiBiase and a few more like brilliant guys around that era never would, yeah. would never get the chance to hold the title. But I suppose that makes that's what makes the titles feel so special. Um, yeah. In the and, late eighties, and of course, the world title was never about the best worker. That was more of an IC type thing. So um, yeah. the likes of Piper yeah. and Perfect would never get the world title either, despite being superior wrestlers um vince throws another little line out here about elizabeth uh, obviously trying to keep her over and he says elizabeth is unquestionably the bravest little manager the world has ever seen <laughs> i didn't hear that i didn't notice that at all that's unbelievable the bravest little manager the world the As world a, has ever seen i know uh, I don't, know what he, don't know what he called jimmy hart or someone else jim Cornette, the bravest little manager uh but he was trying to be nice i suppose uh, Savage though he's looking weak here we said it but we just talked about it off camera before we uh, went live and um, he's not they're not equals here Hogan coming down always making the save you can see where this is going whether intentionally or not whether it was backstage politics where Hogan always wanted to be the man making the save or not uh, but you know Savage is baby facing peril constantly and obviously that would be great for storyline purposes down the line but in terms of what how this was booked I suspect Hogan was happy enough now the way this is going down. What you yeah, think? yeah. Like, particularly the fact that you're going into WrestleMania 4 and you're going to crown Savage as your new champion. Um, it's just... Yeah, because we'll get into it more as the summer and the year progresses, but it's like, why always Savage? <laughs> yeah. You know? Why isn't Hogan ever getting ganged up on, I suppose, and Savage has to come to the rescue? So we move forward here to WrestleMania 4. This is March 1988, and there's a tournament for the title, as we spoke about earlier. Uh, Andre and Hogan are, um, because of their roles in getting the title taken off them, they've been given a bye in the first round, so they're straight into the quarters. 
Uh, Matcha Man, he goes through Butch Reed in five minutes and seven seconds in the first round. So that, that gets him into the quarters. Then Andre versus Hogan are fighting each other and they go to a double DQ after five minutes, 52 seconds. And this sends Ted DiBiase into the final directly because he was um, due to fight the winner of that. It's kind of bizarre booking in, <laughs> in terms of uh, how the DQ occurred. DiBiase and Virgil get involved. Hogan hits Andre with a chair in front of the ref. No disqualification. Yeah. Andre mm-hmm. then hits Hogan in front of the ref. Double disqualification. So if Hogan... If, if Andre didn't do it back, Hogan got, got away with it. But because Andre yeah. did it back, they're both... They're both disqualified. Yeah. So uh, it ends with Hogan doing a big slam on Andre, similar to what he'd done before at WrestleMania for the for the lols, I suppose, for the fans, for the photo opportunity. It keep, keeps Hogan strong as well, I suppose, yeah, despite Hogan. the... Um, yeah. Despite the not being in the main event for the first time in WrestleMania history. Meanwhile, Randy Savage, so he's into the quarters now, and he's such a worker. He's against... Greg the Hammer, six minutes, six seconds. He beats him with a small package. Nicely booked little match. Two experienced yeah. workers. Um, also, a big shout out to Donald Trump, who's in the front row. We uh, mm-hmm. must always mention uh, El Presidente when he's spotted. Uh, Savage, Savage then beats one man gang in four minutes and five seconds in the semis in a DQ, in one of the worst DQs of all time. I mean, in, I tend to go over the top in some of these exaggerations, but <laughs> one man gang grabs Slick's cane. And then he misses Savage, and then Savage rolls. Then he misses him again, Savage rolls. Then he misses him again, Savage rolls. And then the ref DQs one-man gang for seemingly missing too much because he never actually, <laughs> he never connected with him. So ref just goes, no, I've had enough of that miss, and you're, you're gone. So Savage never gets hit by the cane, goes through to the final. And then he'd fight Ted DiBiase in a match we'd just seen before, but nine minutes and 27 seconds for his very first world title uh, DiBiase has Andre in his corner. It's a great match. It's worth looking back yeah, on. Fantastic. Yeah, DiBiase is such an authentic, tough guy look and gimmick, as we yeah. said earlier. Really smart. Probably, but you know, probably the best match we've seen this week. I think. One hundred percent so far. Anyway, yeah. and probably, probably, yeah, definitely, probably throughout the year. But you know, DiBiase is a smart heel, but he's also good in the ring, and that's a real rare mm-hmm. thing. You tend to either get one or the other: a smart heel and bad in the ring. Or good yeah. in the ring, but complete doofus. Uh, I, I just thought as well what the because like just say we're watching all these matches, um, and like Hogan gets a lot of kind of retrospective grief for not being a great worker, but reality Hogan is a pretty good worker. Um, I just thought though that with DiBiase and Savage, the way uh, in certain moments of the match they were able to kind of up the pace. Um, and then slow it back down again, their control of the crowd, all of that stuff. I, I, I just loved it. Um, so, yeah, Ma- Macho Man and he- Savage are awesome together. Yeah, he, so Macho, the way the match uh, finishes, Macho realizes he's in a bad spot and he tells Elizabeth to go get somebody. The crowd start chanting, Hogan, Hogan, and then she returns with, of course, Hogan. But it is a great moment. The crowd go bananas when Hogan comes down. And yeah. shout out to Jesse and Gorilla uh, as, in the commentary team because they're brilliant at putting it over. Uh, Hogan clobbers DiBiase with a chair when DiBiase has a sleeper on. <coughs> He'll move. Uh, Hogan, bizarre. Savage couldn't win without Not Hogan. Bizarre, that's the mad thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Savage couldn't get the win without Hogan using a chair. So again, to me, Savage looks weak. Hogan then celebrates in the middle of the ring while Savage and Elizabeth are on either side to close Mania. So Hogan, once again, despite not being in the final, still gets his moment. And, uh, oh yeah, Savage was there too. But Hogan would then only leave, sorry, Hogan would then go on a leave of absence 
after this WrestleMania. So Savage would feud with DiBiase and Andre throughout the summer, and that'd lead to a SummerSlam showdown when Savage would challenge them to a tag match with a partner of his choice. Who would he choose, Niall? He would choose um, Virgil. Oh, no, sorry. It was actually Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Hulk Hogan. But actually, it's funny you mentioned Virgil because for a guy who gets a lot of stick, and he gets a lot of stick because, I suppose, of the very sad photo of him, you know, years later where he's at yeah. those, uh, you know, those signings and there's nobody queuing up to, to sign Virgil's autograph. And obviously, that's how a lot of them make their living. But he's involved in some of the biggest moments in wrestling history. And yeah. all, and then after all this early 90s, or late 80s, early 90s stuff, he then goes on and he's part of the NWO. NWO. And then he made a recent appearance in AEW again. But Yeah, he was in that awesome uh, Jericho video uh, building up one of yeah. Jericho's early matches at yeah. Soul Patch Jones. Like, Virgil is awesome. Like. He, he is awesome. And I think the older I'm getting, the more I'm appreciating the yeah. what, what, how much he put into all this as well and how much he was around and the bumps he takes because he's taking bumps because DiBiase won't take bumps and Andre certainly won't take bumps so he'll yeah. have to bump Virgil and, yeah, Virgil's Hope, doing a, and he's Hope, the Sammy you know, Guevara of the, um, yeah. the the million dollar staple you know exactly. he, he's doing all the heavy lifting I suppose so Savage chooses Hogan we're at SummerSlam 1998 it's the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks two great names and yeah. this would be billed as the debut of the Mega Powers tagging together. Although you and I know they did tag together many, many times the, on the house show circuit. At, at least five house show uh, tag matches in the build up to this. Uh, what do you think of uh, Jesse the Body with his bandana? Uh, I have to go through my notes here. Is this when he looked like a pirate? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's insane. <laughs> Yeah, because he's wearing that kind of frilly blouse type thing as well. Yeah, so he yeah. just looks like a total pirate. Yeah, I have a note here down the line. <laughs> he's repping the matches, basically dressed as a pirate. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, did you see the the interview, the mid card interview of the or the mid, the interview in the middle of the card with the Mega Powers? Uh, so it's yeah, Mania and the Madness together, and they look great. In fairness, Liz looking fantastic in her yellow and red dress. And she gives yeah. a very cute little kiss to the camera. What a gal. Vince putting her over again as just again, the again. best little manager you'll ever find. Uh, I, I just spotted something else in my notes uh, about Jesse the body as well. He was counting a pin at one stage and it zoomed <laughs> in on his feet. He had the most 80s pair of slick Reeboks I've ever seen. It's incredible. Like, uh, I'm just at my note here actually Jesse the body is a is special referee and is looking very special wearing a pirate outfit. <laughs> Actually, most of my notes for the whole match are Jesse the Body related. Oh, God. Um, shout out, actually, to superstar Billy Graham, who's on commentary. You don't, we don't see too much of him. kind of. Yeah, and he new- was actually added a nice touch as well. It was something different, and I thought he was really good. Yeah, he's, he's quite like Jesse in his commentary style. But, um, yeah. Uh, but, look, the main event here, good tag match. Andre used more than you'd see him in later years, so it's good to see yeah. him in it, getting in and out of the ring. Him and DiBiase had great chemistry. Hogan yeah. Savage too they're on the same page here I mean it's a serious spectacle it's not full of power moves or technical wrestling but it's a thing of beauty it's larger than life it's classic 1980s yeah. wrestling um, and the crowd were molten hot as well oh how could it, it not was awesome. yeah. like, there was a, a kind of during the middle of the match a hot tag to Macho Man um, and he just went you know in only the way Macho Man can fired up super quick hot tag a place went insane yeah. Uh, so much so that I thought like this has to lead to the finish and then 
it did go on for another little bit. Andre was back in, sat on Savage's neck for a while, which I quite enjoyed. I thought that was a pretty cool, pretty sore looking Very for something sore. so simple. Like yeah. it was such a simple, just sitting on him in the corner and Savage's head looked like it was about to be twisted off. So that was pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, so. Again, DiBiase's awesome. Yeah, Hogan gets a sleeper on DiBiase. Savage goes for a top rope elbow on Andre, but Andre gets a huge boot up. Andre attacks Hogan. The mega powers both end up on the outside as Jesse begins mm. to count. And Elizabeth then gets up on the apron to get Jesse distracted. And she does the only thing possible that she can think of to save the day. She takes off her skirt now. Yeah, what is going on? I don't know. Why can't the mega powers, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man, they can't win clean. Uh, if you imagine the booking team here when they're writing and they're going, all right, we've got one of the biggest spectacles here of all time. We've got Andre the Giant, total um, attraction athlete. We've got Ted DiBiase, as big an overheel as we'll ever get. Savage Hogan, obviously, you know, biggest stars and their household names. We're going to bring this finish with Elizabeth taking her pants off. Yeah, I know. Nuts. Nuts. And as well, like, you know, you think like, there was almost like from the commentary team, the audience, and uh, um, Jesse and the mega bucks who are in the ring. Mm. Elizabeth pulls, she's up on the outside the ropes, but up on the ring. She pulls off the skirt, and there is absolute shock. <laughs> shock. <laughs> I know. But then you go 10 years later, and you have Sable praying around with no brown and handprints. Yeah. Uh, covering her private areas and there was less shock about that than there was about Liz just whipping off the skirt to, at this SummerSlam at the edge. So anyway, Hogan and Savage return. There's an elbow, a leg, a top rope elbow, leg drop. Jesse hesitates at his count for some reason. I don't know why he mm-hmm. did that. Was he... Kind of, I suppose he was supposed to be a heel referee, was he? Because he? he's a heel commentator. Yeah, I don't know. That wasn't very clearly explained. Savage makes him do the three. Mega powers win. Hogan lifts up Elizabeth. Savage. Ju- it, it was Hogan who got the pin. Not sorry, the world champion. Sorry, yeah. Hogan. Hogan gets the pin. So now, yeah, big moment for SummerSlam. Hogan gets the pin. Hogan then lifts up Elizabeth. And Savage, for a yeah. moment, looks unhappy with this. Very and subtly, though. I like this. It was very subtle, but hardly unsurprising because his wife has no pants on, Niall. And Hogan is there lifting her up in the middle of the ring. Yeah. So, again, Savage... For me, he's the face here. Hogan has got a hundred percent. Hogan and carrying, who's, carrying who's a man's music wife off. Yeah, Hogan's music is playing. Hogan's music is playing. Uh, fast forward here. Survivor Series yeah. in 1988. And it's the Mega Powers uh, team, which is uh, the Mega Powers themselves, Coco Beware, Hillbilly Jim, and Hercules, versus the Million Dollar <laughs> Man's team, which is Red Rooster, Akeem, Boss Man, and Haku. Um, there's a pre-match interview here, but it's with Sean Mooney. So to be honest, I don't want to even talk about it. Uh, but they yep. come down, <laughs> it comes down to Hogan and Savage. Hogan gets handcuffed to the ring. Lids grab. Man, the- there's one more thing now to go through beforehand. Take me back. This is building all into the storyline. The entrances. Okay. Uh, the, the Million Dollar Man's team all come down together with the, the Million Dollar Man's music. Good team. Uh, poor old Terry Taylor there is the Red Rooster, but that's a conversation for a different day. Savage's team comes out to Savage's <laughs> music. Savage and Hogan are co-captains. Savage, as the world champion, enters with Hillbilly Jim, Hercules, and Coco Beware. What happens next? Hogan's music plays. He gets his own full entrance. I know. 
it just all building in. Like, I don't, we'll talk about it more later on when, but when it are happens, they, but, but are they building this in or, is or this, is it just Hogan? I don't know. That's it. Like, I don't believe they're smart enough to be doing all that back then where, because we know now that that's the way Hogan was. And we know <laughs> yeah. that Hogan would never want, you know, he'd always played a uh, politic his way to, to get in, what to being the star you know no matter what the moment was hogan has to look make hogan look strong basically yeah but you know because they don't ever really allude to this when the mega powers spoiler the mega powers explode when they do eventually explode they they don't really allude to the fact that savage was annoyed that hogan got the limelight it was more the jealousy of savage so yeah so while this makes like that's the whole thing they're playing savage off as the heel later on when they explode but every single thing in the build-up is like, how is Savage to heal? Yeah, I know. Anyway, it comes down to Hogan and Savage. Hogan gets handcuffed to the ring. Liz grabs the key from Slick and uh, releases Hogan. Hogan and Savage eventually won the match, last eliminating King Haku. Hogan with the pin, of course. Hogan, of course. Picks, Hogan picks up Liz and hugs her. And Savage gives Hogan another, you know, understandable odd look. Why are you always hugging and- my, my wife? Not as subtle as the SummerSlam look. No. It was a more visible kind of... Um, but let's give Savage credit here. Hogan is out of line now. He's hugging his wife constantly. Every time I see him, he's, his hands are on Elizabeth. It's, yeah. Um, so, I, look, I think Savage... I don't know where this is going, but I think Savage has every right to be a little bit annoyed. Uh, moving forward, Saturday night's main event, October 29th, 1988. It's Hogan versus King Haku. And Hogan decides to bring Liz down to the ring with him as his manager to counter the fact that King Haku has Bobby Heenan in his corner. He calls Elizabeth additional inspiration. And Liz says, Liz says, come on, Hulkster, we've got a date with royalty. Now, Jesse says this is peculiar, Niall. I think he's right. Jesse is right. Yeah. Jesse is right, Gerard. I think Hogan needs to back off. I think yeah. Hogan needs to back off big time. Settle down a bit here, Hulkster. Or the Mega Powers may just explode. No spoilers. Um, after the match, he lifts Liz up on his shoulder. Yeah. Again, similar to the last time. But Dick Savage isn't here this time. So like now it's kind of private lifting. But outrageous behavior. Um, Hulk Hogan would later say in the Stone Cold podcast that this actually caused genuine heat backstage and that Savage uh, accused them of copying a feel and they actually got physical with each other until uh, Hogan had calmed down Savage. Well, I'm not surprised. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that actually in, in a bit as well when we talk about what happens eventually with Savage and Liz in real life. Um, Royal Rumble 1989. That's where we're going next, Niall. And this is uh, one of the early Royal Rumbles. Hogan, right in the middle of the Rumble, Hogan and Savage are in the ring at the same time. Two others are in there as well. I can't remember who, but Hogan, Savage... Bad trying News to, Brown, was it Bad News Yeah, Brown sorry, Savage there? trying to put Bad News Brown out on one side. Hogan goes over and eliminates them both. <laughs> Supposedly accidentally. Yeah, a massive heel turn out of Hogan, except, of course, it's not a heel turn. It's got to be a heel turn. I mean, but surely... It's not a heel turn. <laughs> it was Sav- an accident. Savage then... Savage then gives Hogan the handshake and a hug. Yeah, yeah. So Savage giving him the handshake and a hug. Because Hogan is getting annoyed that Savage is annoyed. So Savage calms Hogan down. Yeah. And Hogan, Hogan seems reluctant to accept the handshake. Yeah. You eliminated Savage from the rumble by accident. And then you're annoyed at Savage. 
As far as I'm concerned, Hogan wants Elizabeth and he wants Savage's world title and Hogan is a heel. That's where this yeah. is going. It can be, there's no other way around it. And there's no he, logical um, and, end point to this uh, storyline except for what you just said. Exactly. And when it happens, we're going to give great kudos for Vince for pulling the trigger on this Hogan heel turn because, yeah. no, you know, because it was a brave thing to do. Hogan was top face at the time. 1990 heel turn from Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Who would have thunk it? Mega powers. Uh, sorry, we're moving forward here. Mega powers and twin towers are going into a little feud, and this is Don't leading. Don't forget, Big John Studd won the 1989 oh, sorry. Royal Rumble, or he 1990, did. 1989 yeah. Royal Rumble. Yeah, he did. Uh, kind of funny finish as well, uh, where Virgil gets in the ring after the Rumble has finished, so Big yeah. John Big John Studd can throw him out again. Virgil, like every big moment of this year, Virgil, Virgil, Virgil is right in the middle of it. Not even in the Rumble, and he's the last man thrown out. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, just to clarify for our listeners, uh, the first two rumbles, I believe, were just more of an attraction piece. It didn't actually lead to a title mm-hmm. shot at WrestleMania. So yeah. Hacksaw won the previous one, and then Big John Studd wins this one. I yeah. suppose it was a way of putting a shine on someone in the mid-card more than, more yeah. than anything. And then, of course, once they brought in the rule that uh, once you win the Royal Rumble, you become number one contender. So who would win it? There we go. Uh, Mega Powers and Twin Towers get into a feud, leading to uh, leading to a tag match on February third, nineteen eighty nine. Episode of Saturday Night's main event. I don't know if you saw the pre match interview here, but uh, it's pretty great. Mega Powers are on the same page. The dissension is gone because friendship lasts forever, according to Vince or Jesse or whoever's on commentary. Uh, this is a classic Mega Powers match, though it requires interference from somebody outside to ensure that Mega Powers are baby faces in peril. Because in fairness, they're extremely powerful uh, top guys yeah. Slick is doing great distraction here in, on this occasion um, a quick note here actually the lighting and production of this tag match uh, did you notice it's much different than it was to all the other Saturday night main events and I wonder is it the first time that they started to darken the crowd a little bit to, to light yeah. up the ring it was just a different production technique yeah, I wasn't. I didn't know why. I didn't know whether whether it was like a kind of a product of whatever city they were in uh, to record it. Um, but it kind of had uh, a more modern look to it. I think. Yeah, exactly. It's funny when you're watching all these back, you kind of can see how you see the pinpoint when those little uh, moments happen. But, Thunderdome. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> Savage is thrown out uh, onto. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So Savage at the end of this match is thrown out onto Elizabeth, and Elizabeth actually really lands on her. Uh, Elizabeth's yeah. in real trouble. She's absolutely knocked out. Savage looks more concerned for the fact that Hogan is attending to Elizabeth than he mm-hmm. is for Elizabeth's health. And Hogan takes Liz up the aisle. Now, yeah. I can understand why Savage would feel this way because all of the little digs Hogan has been given to him have just been slowly putting him over the edge. And then this is the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. And unfortunately, Savage doesn't look great here because he's not given his wife as much concern as he should. But hardly unreasonable given all that Hogan has put him through what do you think yeah uh, as you said unbelievable bump for Liz to take absolutely brilliant Uh, I thought Hogan played his role in this very well uh, up to a certain point which we will discuss in a moment Uh, but and then Savage just like Savage is so so good yeah so believable it was Hogan going to Hollywood Savage was 10 times the actor Hogan was yeah Um, I just thought he played his part really well I love the way that he got back into the ring and took control of the match again but then seeing um, Hogan carry Elizabeth down the uh, down the aisle because it was very kind of wedding like yeah Um, 
then that allows the heels to take over on Savage again. Uh, great stuff here. So Hogan brings Liz up the aisle and brings her backstage. And this is the most over-the-top acting. I mean, if you're, you know, wrestling, it's a lot of slagging about their, the acting back in this yeah. uh, era. But Hogan is like, by Liz's side, and he's like, oh, please, Doc, please, please, Doc, please do something. Please, Doc. I the, the, I, the doc I've taken down the exact quote. The, go on, go on. Come on, somebody help us. Jesus, doctor, is she breeding doc? Oh God, oh God. Please do something. The doc, the doc does something. He checks her blood pressure. And Hogan's acting like, <laughs> Hogan's acting like she's on life support. He kisses her hand too. Kisses her hand. All the doctor has is in, in his little office, which is actually a first aid office. It's not like a yeah. doctor's surgery. All the doctor has is a phone and a drip. <laughs> But Hogan's going OTT like she's on life support. And like, uh, anyway, Hogan comes back to the ring. Savage yeah. tags Hogan in. Liz, so, Liz wakes up and sends him back. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's, yeah. that's why he went back. Uh, so Hogan, Savage is in peril. He slowly comes across. He tags Hogan back into the ring and then hits Hogan a slap across the face. And Savage, <laughs> and Savage leaves. And I popped when Savage hit Hogan because finally, so the, finally the face has got some... Uh, some uh, do payback on the heel and uh, he leaves justified and grabs his belt bails bails goes back to the first aid area the doctor is over by the bin trying to keep out of shot uh, <laughs> I'm not even to be honest Niall I'm not even sure if this is a real doctor to be honest uh, I have my doubts I, I'd like to see his credentials because um, the way he was uh, acting there didn't I, I was I had serious concern for Elizabeth's well-being in, in this first aid now room closet uh yeah i don't know what it was uh but things step up a bit so okay we've slagged hogan for his ott uh acting yeah. and then we now hogan is still left in a 1v2 in the ring against akeem and the big boss man i'll go on finish that out for us and then we'll go backstage again here's the grand total of my notes big comeback hogan pins akeem Rushes backstage. Good. Okay, we got that out of the way. So they're yeah. they're 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 backstage then. And look, we've already slagged Hogan for his over top acting. I'll give him credit here. When him and Savage are going at each other intensely, when Savage has his finger kind of up at Hogan's nose, you know that this is actually a little bit real. Savage is absolutely yeah. Like Savage is genuinely using the emotions he has for his. Backstage, real life concerns about Hogan kind of getting in with Liz. What's wrong with you, man? What do you mean with that? Why did you leave me out there? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You knocked her down, man. I know it was an accident. Hey, listen, let me tell you something about Hulk Hogan. Let me tell you something about Hulkamania. Yeah, my true is talking to me. You're wrong, man. You're wrong. No, you went out of line. No, you're on. You're out of line. And let me tell you why you're out of line. You got jealous eyes right there. Right there, you're looking at me with jealous eyes. Because you're a former champion. Hulkamania is just uh, in the way. I was carrying you. I'm not number three in the Mega Powers. I'm number one. You guys got me in the backseat. You're way out of line, man. Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. No. Just slow down, man. Hold on. Slow down. Wait a minute. No. You're way out of line. In the man. You never asked me for a title shot. You know why? You know why, Elizabeth? Because you can't beat me. You're wrong. No, you can't. Man, don't touch me. You can't beat me. No, you didn't come at me like a man. You're jealous because I'm the World Wrestling Federation champion now. And I'm going to be a long time from now. This is, no, you didn't wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. No, I'm going to tell you what you're wrong about more than anything else. No, I'm going to tell you what you're wrong about more than anything else. I can take anything. But I'm going to tell you something right now. Those eyes right there. 
those eyes. Lust Elizabeth, you understand that? You got my face. You got lust for Elizabeth right there. And I'm gonna tell you, it makes me sick. I can't even stand to look at you. You turn my guts into. If you wanted to come at me, man to man, for the belt, I would beat you one, two, three. That would be okay. Try and talk some sense into this guy, man. Try and talk some sense into It was awesome. It's brilliant. It's so good. And Hogan, so Savage kind of keeps kind of putting his finger right up in Hogan's face. And you wouldn't see Hogan do this too often, but he keeps kind of muttering in the going, get your finger out of my face. Get your, get your finger yeah. out of my face. Get your finger. So it's real subtle. So you know Hogan is genuinely giving this out because his acting is over the top. So this is not him acting. And yeah. it's so intense. Um, Savage grabs to see him throw Liz across the room. Oh, my God. But he feigns to leave first. Yeah. And then he bashes Hogan with the title. Yeah. Then Liz intervenes. And he absolutely chucks her across yeah. the room. She, she's chucked out a shot, so we don't know how she landed, but, like, it looked bad. Um, yeah. Savage hits Hogan, yeah, with the belt. The mega powers, I mean, exploded. I would... Yeah, I'd go as far as to say that they have just exploded. Um, would, would you classify this as an explosion? I would. Yeah, I think yeah, this I think is it's an explosion. Yeah. Look, I suppose, Niall, if you were accused of being jealous of your best friend being the world champ, what's the first thing you do? So this is what Savage is accusing Hogan of. He, accusing Hogan of. He's accusing him of being jealous of Savage and he's being, accusing him of being jealous of the fact that Savage is the world champ. So like this is the storyline they're pushing. What would what? And if, he calls if, him. He says he has lust for Elizabeth. And lust for Elizabeth. So what's the first thing he do? Challenge him to a world title match. Exactly, proving Savage's point that this is what Hogan wanted all the time. You know, how, why? Yeah. If you actually cared, you'd say, "We'll go one on one. Title is not on the line because this is a grudge match. It's got nothing to do with the title." But instead, Hogan says, "I want your title." Yeah, yeah. You're jealous of my title. No, I'm not. I'll fight you for your title. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, Mega Powers have exploded. We're all the way up here to wrestle. Now, there's fight. one more thing as well, right? Because, now, I know Liz was throwing out a shot. Yeah. But I know how many doctors and medics were in that room beforehand. Okay. There was three plus beefcake. How many people were around Hogan? Three plus beefcake. Okay. There was nobody looking after Elizabeth who got oh, shot yeah, across yeah. the room. True. Yeah. Very true. It's like the time when Vince got that chair shot and the ref was just dead in the ring for 10 minutes because nobody cares <laughs> while Vince is stretched out. Yeah. Yeah. Very fair. Yeah. So may- maybe Elizabeth re- maybe Elizabeth landed on her feet off camera and just kind of jumped. Maybe. Off. Yeah. Let's assume. Um, there was also the, the, the end to the show was fantastic as well. Uh, not for any like great reasons but it just shows Hogan going through the locker room looking for Savage and he finds firstly he finds Jim the Anvil Nightheart shakes him up a bit where is he have you seen him next he finds uh, Shawn Michaels uh, same thing next he finds Bret Hart and finally Marty Jannetty so the Rockers and the Hart Foundation got the uh, the brunt of Hogan's ire here backstage it was kind of weird uh, they threw back then to um, McMahon and Jesse to kind of sum everything up and then that's just the end of the Saturday night's main event show but like I don't know if we'll end up reviewing 
a whole lot of Saturday night's main event because I think at this stage we've actually done most of the big ones. Hmm. Um, but what I loved about these Saturday night main events was how there might be a couple of matches, but there's a storyline that kind of goes through the whole show and yeah. it leads to something bigger on pay-per-view. I just thought like the booking of them one-hour shows for the most part with a story thread that's weaved throughout um, really great stuff to set up pay-per-views. Far better than what we see on um, Raw and SmackDown today with kind of um, week-to-week short segments, I suppose. WrestleMania 5, Hogan versus Savage, main event, huge match, mega powers exploding, goes 17 minutes and 54 seconds, and here we go. The Macho Man, when he became the undisputed world champ, one year later, you're going to be challenging this very same man for the world crown. One year ago, brother, me and the Macho Man were as one. We were best of friends. I should have seen this thing coming, man. As the Mega Power team was formed, brother, the mania was a little bit ahead of the madness, man. Yeah, Hulk Hogan, I remember way back when, when the Mega Powers were bonded. Yeah, you made a lot of promises to the Macho Man, didn't you? Promises that you didn't keep. He made me believe that he was in my corner, me and that he was ready to fight all odds. Macho Man Randy Savage went so far as to attack your Hulkamaniac. Oh yeah, he did more than just attack the Hulkamaniacs, brother. It was him that was eating live by the jealousy. He couldn't handle the pressure. You promised that Elizabeth would never be in a dangerous position. And who had to come in and make that critical save? The Macho Man Randy Savage covering for Hogan again. Hogan, I only come down to your matches when it's absolutely necessary. But you, you play by different rules. Yeah, you gotta get in your grandstanding and you're hot-dogging, don't you? Yeah! Brother, you're a cheap shot artist. You were never in my corner. All I want from you is your best. When Hulkamania puts you down, I want the whole world to realize that I beat you at your best. And what you gonna do, Macho Man, when the whole world full of Hulkamaniacs destroy you? interview before with Liz and Liz is going to be neutral she's going yeah. to be uh, out there but she's going to support both men uh, over to Tony Schiavone for a quick interview great to see Tony there in uh, Wrestlemania you yeah Tony Schiavone uh, is this when he tries to interview Savage yes yeah and Savage yeah. isn't having any of it didn't go well for <laughs> so um, it particularly didn't go well for the cameraman who got shoved to the ground by Savage yeah, exactly. But um, the match, okay, so they're going to come out here and, of course, Savage, as the champ, comes out first instead of Hogan. Breaking the mold, as always. Uh, Elizabeth comes out separately and, uh, like, this is Savage's wife, damn it, Hogan. You're, like, it's this is more than... Why the, is she neutral? Why, why is she neutral? I don't know. Now, maybe it's because... <laughs> it, she should really choose a side here. Savage threw her across a room and Hogan is the cause of their split she shouldn't be here at all but she decides anyway yeah true and i guess she's going to stand in a neutral corner yeah she is a mega power i guess so we got to give her the the kudos there uh so then hogan the challenger uh major shout out here niall to the boys who run down the aisle with the wrestlers wearing the trump plaza t-shirts absolutely hilarious watching them run down back up again like and the best part is right you see that in a lot of boxing matches and stuff uh, particularly the, the older boxing matches where they they actually come out through the crowd surrounded by security. Um, if these guys are the Trump Plaza security, I, 
I, I would love to go back in time and fleece that casino <laughs> because my God. So it's so funny. They're, they're just, yeah, absolute lads off the street come in and through. Yeah, the least intimidating security team I've ever seen. And they're totally like, so they run down with Savage and then they have to run back up the aisle, collect Liz, run down. Yeah. By the time they get to Hogan, three or four of them are absolutely gassed and one lad is so slow that he hits the camera guy and you can see back that him and the camera guy are getting into a bit of a shout out because he obviously so he did not as that he ends up running a couple of meters behind the rest of them but uh it's worth watching that's during Hogan, hogan's entrance it's just hilarious Brilliant. yeah uh donald trump and don jr in the front row i don't know if you spotted yeah. them there yeah good, for the second year in a row I, I don't know if don jr was there the year before but certainly uh Don Senior, El, El Presidente's uh, second general at uh, mm. or ringside seat at WrestleMania. This is a typical Hogan match with Savage bumping around him. Hogan, yeah. did you see why Hogan gets cut open pretty early? I didn't see what happened. Or I couldn't tell. I, I think it was an errant fist. Ah, okay. Hogan wouldn't yeah, like that. That's what it looked like to me, yeah. And um, I, I thought Savage did very well to kind of incorporate it into the match by kind of keep going back to it with fists. Because obviously it wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. Um, but uh, Savage did kind of suppose think on the spot and keep going after it, um, for the duration of the match. Like, in all honesty, it was a, de- a pretty decent match. Yeah. Mainly for me because the crowd was so into it. Yeah, hot. Yeah. And, and you know, like, I mean, Savage doesn't have bad matches, but Hogan, like, mm-hmm. you know, you said it earlier, gets uh, dissed for not being a good worker. He he works a limited style. He knows how to work a match. He knows what he's good at. He's not going to yeah. throw a top row elbow or anything like that because he knows it's not in his arsenal. So yeah. you, get a, you get a very polished match no matter what happens with Hogan and with Savage. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, you're not going to see any, there's not going to be any... Um, major mess ups in a Hogan match because he, he doesn't open himself up for that but no. I thought it was a fun back and forth I thought they used Elizabeth pretty well in terms of uh, at different stages where she was kind of showing concern for both guys um, that that worked to a degree um, I, I Savage was obviously the star of the match in terms of the moveset and the work rate uh, but that brings us up to the finish I suppose Kieran. Yeah so the match goes to the outside and Hogan wants to slam Savage into a ring post, which is a pretty heel move, you ask me. Uh, Elizabeth yeah. gets in the way, and Hogan's kind of asking her to get out of the way. And Savage this time puts his hands on Liz, shoving her back up the aisle. And to be honest now, I think Savage is full heel here. But, that, that, that's a heel move. Yeah, and throwing her in the ring, or throwing her in the backstage area, probably, definitely a heel move. So it's I think what, move. what we're looking at here is, Two heels for the first time made ever. Made a bench aggressive. So Liz gets barred from the outside because she's obviously too distracting to the ref. Yeah. Um, Savage goes to the top rope and he hits the top rope elbow. Savage is going to win. Beat Hogan. Finally, Hogan puts him over. One. Clean as a whistle. Kick out. First kick out of Savage's elbow. Don Jr. with his foam Hulkster hand is absolutely ecstatic. And Hogan straight into the big boot, the leg drop, the one, two, three. There was no messing around there. No. The crazy thing was, right, he lands the elbow and Hogan sells it as if his esophagus has exploded along with the mega powers. Yeah. Twisting and turning. Good sell. Savage goes for the ping. One, two. Hogan throws him a mile up into the air. Hogan jumps up, does his typical Hulk, Hulk up. Three right hands to the forehead, big boot, leg drop, pin. Like he sold 
and no sold the elbow drop at the exact same time. Well, he kind of got his end. He got his comeback from the pin. I think every time the ref mm. put it one, that gave Hogan a lot of extra power. Two, now Hogan exploded with power and then he kicked out. So I think the ref's hand hitting the mat actually rejuvenates Hogan each time. Yeah. Uh, Hogan celebrates. Science behind it. Yeah, uh, it is science now. Hogan then celebrates immediately over to Trump. Trump gives him a big thumbs up. And if that's not the biggest heel move you'll ever see on <laughs> WrestleMania, then I don't know what I'm doing here at all. Yeah. Uh, Savage goes straight up the aisle with the yellow t-shirt guys and Hogan celebrates in the ring in his own unlike last year when Hogan decided to stick around and steal Savage's moment Savage mm. straight back and yes. that's it Hogan a good is- seven minutes of celebration there as well crowd going absolutely nuts for Hogan second title in, win second title win clearly in 1989 you can lust after a man's wife uh, interfere in their marriage and and be the ultimate main event babyface at WrestleMania. Yeah. Hogan and Savage's real-life relationship unraveled in 92 uh, when Miss Elizabeth filed for divorce against Savage. And in an interview with Radio, uh, Radio WWF in 1993, Savage discussed the divorce openly and openly blamed Hogan and his then-wife Linda for turning Miss Elizabeth against him. So, mm. um, I mean, look, Savage was an intense, flawed character himself, but... Um, clearly the storyline blurred lines like they always seem to do anytime you introduce yeah. someone's real life uh, partner or wife or whatever it just never seems to go right in wrestling yeah so, Mel- Meltzer always says that like um, it's just the history of uh, real life relationships been broken up based on storylines in wrestling like the hit rate is absolutely insane huge and to, uh, here's another one really I suppose and I, I did read a quote, quote this morning from Vince as well, who said the mega power storyline works so well because it was real. Yeah. Niall, the mega powers have exploded. And uh, that brings us to a close. Uh, any final thoughts on this uh, epic journey? Like this is kind of considered one of WWE's or F's at the time, greatest feats of long-term storytelling. Um, and particularly when you you can add to this the kind of reunion of um, the reunion of Savage and, and Liz later on and, and that great moment. Uh, you know, it's, it's really kind of lauded as one of their, their best ever long-term stories and how they executed it. <clears throat> but as we kind of alluded to throughout, I, I do think some of it was they accidentally stumbled across yeah. uh, uh, some of it as they tend to do. Now, it's still, on the whole, really great stuff. It, re- it makes it retrospectively better when you find out, okay, Savage is blaming Hogan for the real life divorce, you know, and then you look mm. back, okay, now I can see why, and, you know, it just adds extra, it's, that happens a lot in wrestling, I think, you can look yeah. back on stuff and uh, start putting in um, the backstage drama and it just makes it seem all the more real. But I enjoyed it. I thought, um, look, anytime you're watching Savage in the ring consistently over a year is yeah. always great. Ted DiBiase yeah. uh, is great that Excellent. they gelled in there with Ted um, big shout out to Virgil with our yeah. peak peak commentary teams between Jesse and Vince sorry between Jesse and Gorilla and then a bit of Bobby and Gorilla bit of Bobby in there yeah yeah great stuff as well um, yeah just wrestling in uh, in its purest form I suppose yeah real like this was like um, you know we, sorry, we sports, know sports, sports entertainment, sports entertainment. that's form. what I, I was kind of getting to we know what's coming this season uh, we have it mapped out for ourselves 
And I think what we do have coming up is a, a great mix of pure entertainment and classic wrestling. Um, and this week I thought was like pure sports entertainment, but in like the type of sports entertainment that I really, really enjoy. Uh, and I, I love the research this week. Really enjoyed this week's episode. Great to be back. Um, yeah, loved it. One final question for you. How are the kidney stones? 